Chapter Six of Mappo the Merry Monkey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are signed in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mappo the Merry Monkey by Richard Barnum. Chapter Six. Mappo meets Tum Tum. Mappo did not know where the ship was, nor how it floated over the ocean from one country to another blown by the wind or pushed by steam engines. The little monkey could not see much except the other monkeys in crates on the deck near him. Finally, Mappo did hear a deep growl from somewhere behind him. Ha! snarled a voice. There will be little chance to get away now. Why didn't you let me out of my cage, monkey? I, I couldn't, said Mappo, and he looked around to see the tiger close to him. Sharptooth was in his own cage and could not reach Mappo. For this the monkey was very glad. All the black men who had carried the wild animals through the jungle had gone now. In their places were white men, quite different. Mappo did not know which he liked better. But the white men seemed to be kind, for some of them brought food and water to the animals. Are we on the ship or waterhouse now? asked Mappo as he felt as though he were being moved along. Yes, we are on a ship, and we'll never see the jungle any more, said the tiger. Oh, wow, and he roared very loudly. Quiet there, called one of the white men, and he banged with his stick on the tiger's cage. The tiger growled and lay down. Night was quiet aboard the ship, which soon started away from the shores of the hot jungle country toward another land, where it is warm part of the time, and cold part of the time. Mappo was on his way to have many new adventures. For several days the little monkey boy did nothing but stay in his cage, crouched in one corner, looking out between the slats. He could see nothing, for all around him were other cages. But when he looked up through the top of his cage, he could see a little bit of blue sky. It was the same kind of blue sky he had looked at from his treehouse in the jungle, now so far away, and Mappo did not feel so lonesome or homesick when he watched the white clouds sail over the little patch of blue sky. For you know animals do get homesick just as do boys and girls. Often, in circuses and menageries, the animals become so homesick and long so for the land from which they have been taken that they become ill and die. When a keeper sees one of his pet animals getting homesick, he tries to cure him. He may put the homesick animal into another cage, or give him different things to eat, things he had in his own country. Or the keeper may put the homesick animal in with some different and new beasts, so the homesick one may have something new to think about. Monkeys very often become homesick, but so do elephants, tigers and lions. It is a sad thing to be homesick, even for animals. But Mappo was not very homesick. In the first place he was not a very old monkey, and he had not lived in the jungle very long, though he had been there all his life. Then too he was anxious to have some adventures. So, though when he looked at the bit of blue sky and thought of his home in the deep green woods, he had a wish, only for a moment, to go back there. He had enough to eat on the ship, plenty of cool water to drink, and he knew he was in no danger from the tiger or other wild beasts bigger than himself, for the tiger was fastened up in a big strong cage and could not get out. 
Mappo, on board the ship, chattered and talked with the other monkeys in cages all around him. He asked how they had been caught, and they told him it was in the same way as he had been, by picking up good things to eat on the ground and so being tangled up in a net. "'And I don't know what is going to happen to me now,' said a little girl monkey with a very sad face. "'Oh, cheer up!' cried Mappo in his most jolly voice. "'I am sure something nice will happen to all of us. "'See, we are having a nice ride in the water house, "'and we have all we want to eat without having to hunt for it in the woods.' "'Yes, but I want my papa and mamma," cried the little girl monkey. Mappo tried to make her feel happier, but it was hard work. As for Mappo himself, he was feeling pretty jolly, but then he was always a merry monkey. As the ship sailed on over the ocean, it left behind the warm jungle country where Mappo had always lived. The weather grew more cool, and the polar bears like cold weather, and are happy when they have a cake of ice to sit on. Monkeys do not. Monkeys must be kept very warm or they catch a cold, just as boys and girls do. So as the ship sailed farther and farther north on its way to a new country, Mappo felt the change. Though he was covered with thick hair or fur, he could not help shivering, especially at night when the sun had gone down. The man in charge of the wild animals that were to go to the circus knew how to look after them. He knew which ones had to be kept warm and which ones cold. You must cover up the monkeys' cages these nights, said the man to Azalea one afternoon as he saw Mappo and the others shivering. Keep them warm. Aye, aye, sir, answered the sailor, which was his way of saying, yes, sir. Heavy coverings were spread over the monkeys' cages every night, but even then Mappo shivered, and so did the others. It was quite different from the warm jungle where he could sleep out of doors with only his own fur for a bed quilt. I guess we'll have to move the monkeys down below if it gets much colder said the animal to the sailor. They'll freeze up here. Freeze, I guess we will, chattered Mappo, and he shivered so that he stuttered when he talked. Of course he spoke monkey language, and the men could not understand him. But they could understand his shivering, and soon they began to move the cages to a warmer place. Mappo and the other animals who need to be kept warm were lowered through a hole down inside the ship. It was in a place called a hold. And it was called that, I suppose, because it was made to hold the cargo of wild animals carried by the ship. Mappo did not take it so well down in this part of the ship as he had liked it on deck. But it was warmer, and that was a great deal. Still, he could not see the little patch of blue sky that had reminded him of his jungle home. I wonder what has become of Sharp Tooth the big tiger, asked Mappo of one of the other monkeys. Oh, I saw them lower his cage down into another part of the ship, said a big monkey. I am glad of it too, for I don't like him so near us. He might break out some night and bite us. He wanted me to let him out, said Mappo. Gracious, I hope you didn't think of such a thing, cried the little girl monkey. No, I didn't, Mappo said. How did you happen to know the tiger? asked the big monkey. Oh, he tried to get me once, Mappo answered and I threw an empty coconut shell in his face. You did, cried all the other monkeys. How brave you were, said the little girl monkey. Mappo was beginning to feel that way himself. For several days nothing much happened to Mappo, 
after he and his monkey friends had been moved to the warm part of the ship. They had things to eat and water to drink, and they slept a good deal of the time. One day, the sailor who always fed Mappo stood in front of the cage, and looking in, said, I wonder if you'd bite me if I petted you a bit. You look like a nice chap, and I like monkeys. I wonder if I couldn't teach you some tricks. Then you'd be worth more to the circus. You'll have to learn tricks in the circus anyhow, and you might as well begin now. I think I'll pet you a bit. Chatter, chatter, chat, brr, snip, went Mappo. That meant, in his language, that he would not think of biting the kind sailor who had fed and watered him. But the sailor was careful. Very slowly, he put out his hand, and reaching through the bars, he stroked Mappo's soft fur. That's a good chap, said the sailor. I believe you're going to be nice after all. Brr, whoop, said Mappo. That meant, of course I am. In a few days, the sailor and Mappo were good friends. And one afternoon, the sailor opened the cage door and let the monkey out. Then Mappo grew quite excited. It was the first time he had been loose since he had been caught. And he was so glad to run about and use his legs and tail, that before he knew what he was doing, he had jumped right over the sailor's head and had scrambled up on the ship's deck. "'Oh, a monkey's loose! One of the monkeys has gotten away!' cried the sailors. "'Never mind, I'll catch him,' said the one who had been kind to Mappo. Mappo ran and leaped. He saw something like a tall tree, only it had no branches on it. But there were ropes and ladders fast to it, and in an instant Mappo had scrambled up them to the top of the tall thing. It was the mast of the ship, but Mappo did not know that. Away up to the top he went, and curling his tail around a rope, there he sat. "'Make him come down!' cried the captain. "'I can't have a monkey on top of my ship's mast. Somebody climb up after him and bring him down.' I'll go, said a sailor. Now a sailor is a good climber, but not nearly so good as a monkey. Mappo waited until the sailor was almost up to him, and then, quick as a flash, Mappo swung himself out of the way by another rope, and just as he had done in the jungle, he went over to the top of another mast. There he goes, cried the sailors on deck. Yes, I see he does, said the sailor who had tried to catch Mappo. You had better come down spoke the man who had left Mappo out of his cage. I think he'll come down for me. In his hand he held some lumps of sugar, of which Mappo was very fond. Come on down, old chap, called the sailor. No one will hurt you. Come and get the sugar. Now whether Mappo had had enough of being loose, or whether it was too cold for him up on the mast, I can't say. Perhaps he wanted the sugar, and again he might not have wanted to make trouble for his kind friend, the sailor who had let him out. Anyhow, Mappo came slowly down and took some of the sugar from the sailor's hand. The sailor took hold of the collar around Mappo's neck. Now lock up that monkey, cried the captain, and if he runs away again, we'll whip him. No, it was my fault, the sailor said, and I liked him to be loose. I can teach him some tricks. All right, do as you like, the captain spoke. Only keep him off the mast. I'm not going up there again, thought Mappo to himself. It is too cold. Come along, said the sailor, giving him another lump of sugar. And Mappo put one hairy little paw in the hand of the sailor and walked along the deck with him. I guess you were just scared, old fellow, the man said to the monkey. When you get quieted down, you and I shall have lots of fun. You are almost as nice as my elephant, Tum-Tum. 
This was the first Mappo had heard of the elephant. He knew what they were, for he had often seen the big creatures in the jungle crashing their way through the trees, even pulling some up by the roots in their strong tongues to eat the tender green tops of the trees. I didn't know there was an elephant on the ship, thought Mappo, but he was soon to find out there was. Two or three days after this, Mappo was let out of his cage once more. This time he did not jump and run. He stayed quietly beside the sailor and put his paw into the man's hand. That's the way to do it, said the sailor. Come now, we'll go below and see Tum Tum. Down into a deep part of the ship, near the bottom, the sailor took Mappo. Then the monkey could see a number of elephants chained to the walls. They were swaying their big bodies to and fro and swinging their trunks. The sailor went up to the biggest elephant of them all, and so Mappo thought, the most jolly-looking, and said, Tum Tum, I have brought someone to see you. Here is a little monkey. Mappo looked up and saw a jolly twinkle in the little eyes of Tum Tum. Mappo knew elephants were never unkind to monkeys, and a moment later, Mappo had given a jump, up to the shoulder of the sailor, and then right on the back of Tum Tum. End of chapter 6